right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Spewing with Tim and Dave. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Morning, morning. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm a bit tired this morning. I um, did about 3,000 chin-ups this morning in part of my program. <laughs> it's um, only Tuesday. In a vest, I know. I know. It's tough, though, but... Um, Mate, not too bad, not too bad. I had a bit of a different day yesterday, a bit of a mental struggle yesterday, actually. But, I'd, mate, I just took the day off, pretty much, and not from work, but from, yeah. from training, um, and just tried to recover a little bit. But feeling good today. How about yeah, you? That's good. Yeah, I'm good. I had a jam-packed weekend, so got a few things going on as well, So which is, um, which is well, exciting, I suppose. So, um, But, yeah, I think just in this situation, I think we're both pretty mentally stress so i suppose the podcast has been good for us to get out and um get things off our chest and our mind as well it's been great mate i think the weekend was fantastic and it's just um yeah the podcast good little release and just to have a little bit of banter talk a little bit of smack and um and you know educate people on who we are and what we're about and how stupid we can be exactly and why we do what we do exactly so um last episode well not really last episode part a of episode four was all about tim doonan um, where he grew up, what he was about, how he got to CrossFit Am, and how he's doing now. And uh, today's, I guess, my turn, part yeah, B, yeah. Um, all about myself. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from here. Actually, I've got a funny story, right? So where I was working yesterday in my day job, there was a, I didn't tell you this before we started, there was a guy that works there and he goes, you, you, you look really familiar. And I was like, mm. and he's like, I know you're from somewhere. And I was like, I don't know, mate. Like, I'm sorry. And he goes, do you, do you work out? I was like, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, do you know someone named Dave Harvey? I was like, yeah. What a crack and up. He goes, How he goes, good. He goes, you you look a lot like him. And I was like, oh, yeah. I go, have you listened to that podcast? He goes, that spewing one. I was like, yeah. He goes, and I'm like, I'm Tim. And he's like, oh, no way. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> Did me. Did you say what his name was, was? His name was Joel. He said his mum and his sister trains at F45. Young kid, 22. Oh yeah, how so, good! Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Joel Randall. He's yeah. um, yeah, Annie and Annie and Court. Good little shout out. They're lovely. Those so, two. Yeah. So it was really yeah. funny. So and I was like, well, I'm the Tim of Tim and Dave. So, That's yeah, There you go. Yeah. We're famous. <laughs> We've made it. We've made it. We're done. Uh, episode four, part B. We're finished. Done. So oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, how but, good. Yeah. So. Uh, that was interesting yesterday. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. Let's let's crack into it. So, uh, Dave Harvey uh, sitting next to me right now. We'll start off. Same question you asked me. Where were you born? Mate, I was born in Brisbane. How funny. Um, South go. Brisbane. So I grew up um, only for a couple of years in Brizzy. Um, I was born there. So mum mum lived down here. I think my dad was from, from Sydney as well. Yep. Um, he grew up in St. Ives and um, they, they moved to Brizzy. I think my sister was born in Sydney and then they moved to Brizzy. Dad moved there for work and um, I was born in South Brizzy, but from memory, don't remember any of it. Yep. So two years old, uh, moved back down to Sydney. So mate, like you, I was born in Brizzy. Yep. Um, but yeah, moved back down to back down to Sydney and um, spent most of my life, I guess, in um, grew up in Camaray, just mum and my sister. So I went to a little public school called Middle Harbour, just near Mossman. There, um, you say, it sounds like Mossman. Sounds like we're super rich, but we're probably <laughs> the, the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Uh, back in the day where you know normal people could live out there yep uh, um, but yeah no so yeah grew up in Mossman um, spent a lot of time in Sunnybank though yeah like yourself dad lived um, not far from Sunnybank um, and so you know spent a lot of time in Brisbane and stuff like that but 
Yeah, mate, grew up in grew up in Mossman um, or Camaray for a little bit, and then we moved out to the hills. So I think we're in was like year four. Yeah, yeah. So, so year four, and I've been here ever since, mate. Yeah. So I know you're obviously fairly well travelled, but you keep coming back to the hills, which is obviously it's where you God's would call con- God's country. Yeah. You would call home. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So would you call yourself? I know it's a different code, and we'll get into that. But would you call yourself a Queenslander? No. Oh. no. I follow New South Wales, remember, oh. mate. I, I'm a blue. Um, I follow Queensland in cricket, funny enough. The Bulls. Because Dad was, um, so Dad was uh, on the board of Queensland cricket. He oh, ran East go. Cricket Club over there. He actually, um, he was actually, uh, he actually found Shane Watson as a cricket. Oh, there you go. Um, so, mate, I'm, I follow Queensland pretty heavily in cricket, um, but in rugby league and, and anything away from cricket, it's on New South Wales. Yeah, oh, there you go. Fair enough. Well, that's one thing we finally disagreed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fair. Uh, no, that's cool. So, you obviously, so you grew up, so you fairly well travelled when you were young as well. Um, you you got into sports. Um, what sort of sports did you play as a kid growing up? And mate, oh, so probably just a staple. So I grew up obviously playing cricket. So um, dad was big on cricket. Grandfather um, played seventy nine tests for Australia. So he was played just a little bit. Eh? He just just a tad. Is actually a statue of him at the MCG. So he looks like me just in bronze with hair, no beard. I'll see um, you on a, on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronze going out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mate, so um, I, I grew up playing cricket, and that was I think that was always going to be in the blood. So grew up playing cricket. Mum actually wanted to put me in soccer when I was a kid, apparently, but mm. I wanted to tackle people, which I found really weird because I never tackled anyone in my professional career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that always leaves a little, all my mates a little bit uh, bewildered. <laughs> but, mate, yeah, grew up playing cricket. Um, just played all the junior stuff yep. all the way through, and then rugby as well. So started out at... at um, out at North, so only for a year, then we moved out here and gr- so grew up, played juniors at Parramatta, yep. um, Parramatta Rugby, uh, played juniors cricket for Parramatta, so all the way from, what is it, under 10s or 12s yeah. to, to Greenshield, yep. uh, which is good fun, mate. So yeah, just grew up playing those two sports, didn't really do too much else, bit of futsal at school, but that's about it, just yeah. cr- cricket and rugby. So for those, at rugby union, not league? Rugby union, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a better game. Um, no, that, that's good. So uh, obviously, yeah, growing up through the ranks, rugby was obviously a favourite point for you that's where you excelled at most and, and you decided to chase yeah I think so I got to a point so I got to oh, when was it like probably early 2000s so mid 2000s early 2000s um, I actually played a year for rugby league for the Rabbitohs um, and loved my time there got offered a th- probably the biggest regret of my career to be honest um, in terms of sport not many regrets but got offered a two three year deal at Bunnies and two year deal at West Tigers uh, turned it down to play cricket so I decided to follow the dream and follow the grandfather. So mm-hmm. I, um, I turned that contract down, which was, you know, th- three-year full-time contract. It wasn't full-time at the t- uh, when I was playing at the yep. time. Yep. Um, so I went back to cricket, stuck my head in the cricket, um, cracked first grade um, the year before. So I thought I'll, you know, keep playing a bit more first grade. Playing, was it PGs, under 20s, under 21s? Under 21s, yeah. Under 21s at the time. And I, I, I just got a little bit bored. Yeah. Um, well, not bored, just burnt out. Like, you know what it's like, training, oh, yeah. training three, four days a week. Yeah. Um, you know, driving the SCD to go training, the, do net sessions out yep. there, and all day Saturday, all day Sunday, I just turned eighteen. All my mates were going out, and yeah, and um, I was just like, I'm, you know, as much as I loved it, mate, got bored. So, played one last PGs game. I think fifty eight off twenty one balls. That was me. They're done. I was like, end yep. on, on top. Good note. So yeah, so I'm, and then I decided to go to rugby union from there. So I grew up playing rugby, played a year league. And then, yeah, just decided that rugby was the game and kind of put my head into that and, and everything into yeah. that. And, and, yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, at least your cricket career ended better than mine. I, I ended walking off with my arm in a sling, so... Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, I got caught on the boundary. 
The, the captain's like, so mate, did I, but yeah, my arm was yeah. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> captain's like, mate, you get 100 here. I said, yeah, but I get 100 quicker yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I go over the top. Oh, that's good. good. That's quality. So, um, yeah, so you chased rugby. So um, from there, how old you, you you got some opportunities to play some high-level rugby union in you know the shoot shield and things like that well, who were your clubs to start off oh and then... mate we're good. this will take 45 minutes going through how many clubs i played for <laughs> this will be the whole podcast um mate, yeah i played a few clubs so i played shoot shield so i played about 200 or first round games yep um mate i played mainly i started at para um then played mainly at gordon and then went to a Warringah northwest harbour so a fair few um which is good fun and then mate yeah i was lucky enough to to travel overseas so i played a bit of rugby in england to start with so i played three clubs in the uk uh, played for a club in France, a club in Italy. Um, so I got to travel and live yep. overseas, a bit like yourself. Yeah, Travelling overseas, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, they came back here and um, played a little bit of super rugby here for Western Force when they were actually in the comp. So they kicked out, I think, about two or three years ago, uh, unfortunately. But hopefully they'll be back one day. So I was lucky enough to play super rugby. That's kind of every rugby player's dream. Yeah. Is to, like you want to play for your country, but you, yeah, super rugby is that first go-to or that first dream. So I got to play that, which is pretty cool. Um, mate played Aussie Sevens um, so played for Australian Sevens which is the world's worst hardest shittest game in terms of lung capacity and fitness yeah, and mate, I'd, running. Ra- I'd rather do four CrossFit wads in a row um, mate a tough game and then um, so mum's got a Brazilian passport so we chased the um, the Olympic dream which didn't happen uh, well it kind of did but it didn't um, yeah, so I got to play sevens for Brazil and travel to Brazil, played a couple of rugby test matches as well, 15 aside, so pretty well travelled. Pretty yeah. lucky, actually, pretty lucky. There you go. So you're not really, you're not a dual international, but... I'm actually, so a little, little oh, this maybe it'll be on like a trivia thing, not a dual international, or technically dual, but I'm actually the first ever player in the world to play for two countries in sevens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. not a, I don't know what you call uh, that, though, because yeah. a dual international well, is one country, di- two sports. sports. Maybe, yeah, just, but what would you call it? Just a dual, dual, same code international, or just a gun. Yeah, yeah. Just so I gun. actually beat. There's a player called Tim Nanai Williams. Actually, we played against him in Super Rugby. He's played for New Zealand, and he plays, and he played for Samoa, and he played, uh, I think, 16 minutes after me. So he became the second, and I was lucky enough to oh, be there. You the go. That done. So it's luck yeah. of the draw. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So yeah. So um, so the highlight you would say of your career, obviously the international stuff, representing country is always good, but. Playing for the Western Force and Super Rugby—that's that, that's that's the pinnacle of it. Was that? Would you consider that your highlight of your rugby career? Or yeah, not really? I think so. Like probably from a um, like personal perspective. Yep. It was definitely the highlight of the career. I was lucky enough to be. Uh, I actually flew back from France, um, so I cut my contract short to fly back to potentially get a contract in for yep. Western Force. Went over there, played a little um, like a B game for him. Yeah. Um, did well. Flew home that the next morning. As soon as I landed, the head coach was like, mate, where'd you go? Where'd you go home? We need you back. You're going to sign you on a contract. So I had to fly to Perth like that night. <laughs> oh, so God. I was like home for like six hours. And then we played New South Wales. We played the Waratahs back in Sydney. So we flew back to so Sydney on Thursday. Back again. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So that's probably the highlight, mate. We made my debut against the Tart Waratahs and I think we won 21 yes. or 25 18 or something and I scored, scored 21 debut. points I think there yeah, you go. so scored and, mate, that's probably the highlight but probably the best part of it is um, maybe we had a really good year at Gordon um, we probably on paper we probably had a team that would, would be up there in a super rugby team yeah. now um, yeah kind of like 2008-9 um, 
mate, were phenomenal. We had yeah, we had players everywhere that could slot into any position, and that was probably the best part of rugby, I reckon. Yeah, just the, the mateship and yeah, hundred percent. Like one of my best mates, um, Alex Gluth, he came. Uh, he was in the UK, so I brought him back, and mate, he joined in on that for them. Like he's been, he was there for about five years as well, which is really cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's good. What position did you play? I played fullback or five eight fullback or fly half fullback. Yep. Um that's about it really. Just kind of hovered between the two. Yeah, which is good. And you kicked? Yeah, a little bit, a lot. That's all I did. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right hand back. Which one's a bad ankle? Right. You want to yeah. tell the story of your ankle? I've seen that photo. It's oh, it's nice. how gross is it? Nah, it's just what was the oh. end of two thousand fourteen? We're playing Kenya um, in sevens. Um, I think it was my first proper sevens tournament with Brazil. We played a couple of little ones and. Um, so it was our last game of the tournament because, or second last game of the tournament because we, mate, we were pretty much going to be knocked out. Um, yeah, made a little break, got through, was about to score. And big Kenyan dude, mate, they're huge. I don't know, people yeah. talk about Kenyans being long distance runners. No, On the seven second, mate, they're you and me together and they're about six foot nine. They're like LeBron James built like Matt Fraser. And they're fast. Mate, it's scary. And mate, he got me, oh, actually, I just got caught in a bad position. Angle kind of went 90 degrees and then under and backwards so yeah that put me out for about 10 months yeah yeah pretty oh, shit so flew, i've seen flew that home. photo and yeah yeah that wasn't nice the actually brazil physio goes ah oh, it's just a bad sprain <laughs> so i came home walked on it worked on it for like 14 days and then um i was like Fuck, this really hurts really like really really hurts when i got got an mri so it's sweet i've torn some ligament surgery and then i woke up he's like yeah mate you're tipping fibra apart you got to screw through your ankle now and you won't be able to put any pressure on it for like 12 weeks and you'll be back in nine to 12 months is that sweet just talk it off you'll be right no that's awesome that's good so obviously living the life as a professional athlete it's a good life to live um you knew that it wasn't forever obviously so you set yourself up with a with a business at 45 castle hill how how do you think you know everyone knows professional athletes like like you your job half your job was well 80 percent of your job was to train and be in shape for games yeah. so you've always been into training and fitness because you haven't had it you haven't had a choice really it's just yeah you, pretty much you're forced to train and stuff so uh after sort of rugby finished up you moved into into the business world and and you and you you now own a 45 castle hill how do you think you transitioned did you transition well into into that or did you struggle coming from being an athlete into a business owner or, or how, how's it worked for you um it i think it was a little bit daunting at the start mm. i um in terms of transition i think i did i did a um i went to uni did a degree just in case like you know something bad happened playing footy EG, so it's pretty COVID-19. EG, yeah yeah exactly yeah something like that um so i, I did a degree there so i kind of had my head switched on a little bit like and yeah. people think you know professional footy players that earn hundreds of thousands of dollars it's not the case like unless you're top tier yeah you're earning hundreds i think the average wage made in rugby league and union is like 60 to 75k a year yeah like i'm pretty sure some people can earn more washing windows and on windsor road well, that's what we're doing yeah next exactly week. we are actually by the way so get down to um old windsor road um, was it next wednesday next wednesday shirtless shirts, shirtless yeah we'll see how much money you can make before you get arrested um yeah so i made a change i was actually pretty lucky because i signed a two-year deal at the force and um the coach who signed me actually left and went to queensland um and they brought a new coach in and um I was adamant he didn't like me because um, he was a Waratahs coach for a while and I never got a gig. So shout out to you, buddy. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, never got a gig, unfortunately, there. And um, mate, he signed for the Western Force and I called one of my good mates, Rory Side. I was like, mate, I think I'm going to get the sack. And he's like, I'll call you back. <laughs> he rings up and goes, I think I'm getting the sack too. And um, the worst thing was they left, gone, bro. they left it pretty late for me. So he went, uh, Rory went off across the Melbourne Rebels. 
Um, and I was just left too late for me to get a contract. So yeah. I dug my heels in, mate, and got to pay out from my contract, um, which is cool. Um, then I spoke to my agent, uh, Richard Colruvi, who owns a few F45s, and I was like, mate, what do I do? Yeah, well, <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Like, do I go back to teaching? I don't really want to teach full time. Um, you know, there's no contracts about at the moment. Um, he's like, I've got this mate who owns one F45. There's only one at the time, and he's like 1,700 worldwide now. And he's like, mate, come do a session. Did a session. I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. Let's have a meeting. Mate, bought one four weeks later. Um, pretty scary at the start. Yeah. Like, as you know, with business, like, what, what am I doing? Is it going to work? Like, you know, CrossFit at the time, I guess, probably was, like, pretty early, but you can make it work because it's worldwide. Like, yeah. F45, mate, was unknown. Yeah. It's like trying to sell Dave's Fitness there. For sure. In the hills. Um, pretty daunting, but you just learn on the, learn on the run. Um just figure out the ins and outs and and it's a people business like if you get along with people you can talk to people mate you can you can make anything work yeah so. it was obviously pretty daunting for you so so you so after your session and, and your four weeks of doing your research and things like that still f45 wasn't really a known thing back then so you sort of you took a big gamble i guess like well, well mate massive gamble i kept like tapping people on the shoulder I'm like is this gonna work yeah like, and you're here outlaying your cash and you don't yeah. know if anything's gonna yeah come so back. i had no idea so a mate of mine um I played footy with it was actually his idea as well we had the same agent so Chris actually owns 20% in Castle Hill um, so we're chatting and we're like mate is it going to work so I set it all up he was like he actually signed for the force and I was supposed to play with him so like one of my best mates yeah. and then I got, like, I got ripped up so he then he was at the force for two years so oh. it's a pain in the ass but anyway <laughs> then he went to France and played footy but um yeah, mate, it was it was pretty dull. I was like, shit, is this gonna work? But um, mate, you just stuck at it. We gave away a heap of free training. Yeah. Um, to start with, um, and then just slowly chipped away at the people in the studio and and whoever kind of joined. We obviously put a lot of focus into them and just try to grow up from within. And mate, I think six years later, we're still here. We're actually not here at the moment. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're still here. That's and um, mate, we're we're going all right. We're going all right. So, do you think your life as a professional athlete, your former life, has led you to or has helped? in the business world yeah i think so just work ethic yeah yeah i think there's um there's a different mindset i always chat to a few people about like professional athletes as opposed to um you know everyday people and it's not saying that everyday people don't have a huge work ethic but there's just a different mindset in terms of um of working through the toughness yeah so fortitude got a tattoo on my on my bicep and it's just like courage and adversity so when shit gets hard um, you can dig a little bit deeper, and same with like the fitness, like or in a, in a game or yep. or training or whatever it is. Yep. You know what it's like when like yep. when you train. A lot of people are just like oh, they just give up. Where you just got to go, nah, head down, head down, you gotta yeah, head down, bum up, and and it's the same with business. I feel like you just there's there's bad times and there's good times, and um, man, my wife Cassie, she's phenomenal with stuff like that. So the bad times, she puts things into perspective, and and there's always like a, a you know positive positive spin on the other yeah. side. I think we all need our partners. Oh mate, yeah. Times, especially yeah. and now I, know, I think I'm running just insane at home at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I want to do everything and accomplish everything in five minutes. And you say just slow down. Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, he's up, dude. Um, so yeah, so you, uh, yeah, so that's how you sort of relate to your F45, and um, you've got a wife and a daughter. Yeah, got Cassie, got Kelly. Um, Kelly's three on Friday. So birthday this week. Yeah, man, on Friday. Yeah. So I've actually taken the morning off. Fantastic. So if you're listening to this before Friday, you won't see me on live. Then isolation party. Isolation party. Yeah. So we've um yeah she's three, mate. Oh, we nice. got that cubby hack nearly done. Cassie's actually done a lot of the painting. She finds it therapeutic, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mate, she's three on Friday. Cassie's phenomenal. Um, yep. Does an amazing job with Kelly. You know, like with Jess yeah. and and uh, stuff like that, mate. It's um it's you know you can you can train all day, you can run a business, but 
being a being a mum or oh. a full time dad even yep. at the time, mate, it's um that's another job in itself. Yeah, mate. It's that's, tough. that's worse than four businesses. No, that's well, not good. worse, it's harder than four businesses. In so. uh in your experience and, and with their forty five, um what what do you find the best things that, that keeps you coming back to work every day? Yeah, pretty similar to what you were saying last week, like just community. Like, you know, we're really close together, but like we've got our own communities. So it's, it's quite funny how it can work. Like you can work in the same suburb, yeah. but you've got that little nation community and um, just like every day, like just helping people, making letting, like people getting better, people learning more, um, asking questions, but they're just that community, like that bond. Like we've got some people um, in our studio that never knew each other, now they're best friends. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not, That's cool. they're, yeah, they're hanging out on weekends or not so much now, but they're hanging out on you know, hanging out on weekends, they're always touching base. Uh we've got a good little bubble of bubble crew. May I met I met my wife at F forty five, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Oh. Yeah. So it um it's where dreams yeah, happen, yeah. mate. Yeah, Relationships yeah. are made, dreams yeah. happen. So um mate, yeah, it's um probably just a community best that that just keeps me going up every morning. I said to Cassie yesterday afternoon actually, I said, oh, I'm feeling and I wrote a little blog about it. I was like, I'm feeling shit yesterday. I was like lethargic. I was like low drained i was like mentally i'm like i'm not here this this is shit i'm um, still got through my sessions in the morning wrote a little blog told all my clients like how i was feeling which is pretty rare for me and i messaged her yesterday i was like oh i just want to go home and i was like nah so i went in the studio and it's probably the best thing i did like people a yeah. few people on zoom did my class and i was like that 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 community and that bond everyone was like hey like real happy i was like this is the reason yeah. why you can't eat. like and this is the reason why we're doing what we're doing now yeah so yep. if we didn't have that just community. Lift your spirit a little bit. We didn't have that community like a plus fitness or any time. You just put a closed sign up on the door and be like, I'm out. Yeah, I'll see in six months. Yeah. yeah. No, that that that's awesome. Um so with the uh the F forty five training and stuff, um for those that don't know, it's very similar to it's, it, it is very similar to CrossFit and I always say I'll never bag F forty five like we are in the industry of health and fitness. So, you know, it gets people moving and that that's the number one goal. Um you've personally you have started doing more, I suppose you would call CrossFit, just things a little bit heavier and stuff like that over the last six months, four yeah, months? Yeah, oh no, a bit longer, probably about, yeah, probably about eight to 10 months. Eight to 10 months yeah. now. So how have you found, um, you know, how, how have you found it so far? Have you Mate, m- much different or? It's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just skills, like what I'm really enjoying. So probably what I missed about footy was like learning, learning new moves, learning new skills, adapting yep. and competing. Um, F45 movements are phenomenal and, and like you said anyone can do it pretty similar to CrossFit um, but at the moment so I'm obviously still doing my F45 sessions but with the CrossFit it gives me like that competitive edge yep. where I can train with you I can compete I can um, you know enter competitions and I can have that competitive nature as opposed to just doing like one F45 competition a year Yeah. so we can get three, four, five, six comps in a year um, it's, it's difficult like learning new skills like learning to kick clean again never snatched before like learning to snatch it's like hard muscle to ups, mate, it's hard yeah. like you go shit oh, yeah, I'm, I can shoulder press X amount I can bench press I can squat but can you put them all together in a movement like yeah. good luck and it's 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 hard to do something that you're not good at too I remember when I first started I felt like Bambi on ice I was oh, like mate. and I remember I had like 40 year old Susan she's back again like Susie, Susie just smoking me in workouts and I was like holy yeah. crap like, like, I remember coming like doing a few workouts with you early on I was like oh I can do this and then we do one where like there's a bit more skill to it I was like crap I remember we did that that rower workout rower um, GSC sit ups and then dumbbell shoulder press like sweet boom like smoking on the rower 
get on the GHD early. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Where we like, I think we did like 30. I got to like 21, and I, I reckon I, I was up to 10 before you started, <laughs> and you were off before I got to 24. Yeah. I was like, this is crap. It's uh, but that's that's all part of it though. I mean, yeah, that's that that's the beauty of CrossFit draws me. There's always something to yeah. there's always something to work on, which is which is what I love about it. Yeah, um, there's always mobility, um, you know, skill, technique. It's a big circle. Everything like that. Which it And it's actually helped me understand and program better for a 45 as well, especially in a time like this. So yeah. it helps me under, like, understand the body movements and, and uh, how to how to look after my clients a little bit better, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you, We've spoken about your diet and nutrition and lifestyle. Have you always had a diet lifestyle this way or was there a certain moment that you decided, right, I'm gonna clean my food up or my nutrition up, or is it has it been a thing since you were playing sport? Or no, there's a certain moment I remember. Um, I was playing for the Bunnies, mate. I used to I used to either get the train to Erskineville or actually Redfern, and then um, get across to Erskineville. So we used to train. So it's a long long trek. Yeah, talking five days a week. And I was like, shit. All right, every hour I'd probably like get a box of Oreos and eat it on the train. Just smash a box of Oreos. Then, then on the way home, I'd get stop at Parramatta because it'd be a bus, two trains, walk five days a week to get to training. Right? If I wasn't driving, borrowed my grandfather's car at the time, and it'd be a box of Oreos. And then on the way home, it was stop at North Parramatta, get Maccas on the way home. And then we had a nutrition meeting, mate, with the coach and um, all one nutrition nutritionist at the Bunnies, and he's like, "You boys want to make it professional? You got to clean up your food, and you got to." cut this out cut that out. at that time it was like no fat like fats yeah. are bad for you i was like all right sweet so i literally cut out i hadn't eaten maccas i still haven't well actually no it's a lie we wet the baby's head and i spent 80 bucks at maccas just for me uh that's a lot of food <laughs> that was about three years ago um so i've had it once mate. i've had maccas once since that so once since like 2004 there you um, go. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was a point in my time with bunnies, like clean up, mate. But my food, my food's changed over time. Like if we yeah. low fat, um, you, you tried all. Yeah, the, I tried everything low yeah. fat, but like pretty much where we're at now is something mainly because of Cassie. Like we yeah. we all we eat our whole foods, we eat organics, and um, we try and limit like get the better quality of meat because they do inject it with a lot of a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, same with the, same with the food. Like if um, the cleaner the veggies you can get, the better. Um, just because they just spray it with stuff like. That's why you're going to Woolies and Coles and you're like, well, why does it look so shiny? I'm like, because they spray it with Mr. Sheen. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, Something shiny to make it work well. Um, but yeah, so pretty much that was the point. But then probably the last four years, probably four, five years, five years, I've probably like been like You've a- You've cleaned it up a lot. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like a food Nazi here. Yeah. So no sugars. Um, Not a bad Yeah, thing. hop into that and just like experimenting different ways of eating. So different styles of eating, but with the same foods like fasting, low carb, high carb, high fat, just stuff like just that. Just different yeah. things like that, yeah. yeah. Favorite movie? Uh, tough one, mate. Um, I love a rom com. Um, love a rom com. I reckon Gladiator, Cool Runnings, and um, probably How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a cracker. That's movie. my top three. I watched it the other week actually. Did you? Yeah, uh, I we actually had a trivia night with um last week, and it was like movie entertainments. And one of the questions was like, true or false? Is action movies Dave's favorite? And it's like, it was false. What is it? <laughs> so I kind of gave it away. And I was like, people like, action. I was like, no, nah, mate, it's a wrong call. No, it's a wrong call. Give me, give me something funny with some love. I'm, I'm all over it. No, that's good. Um, what's a, what's something that you asked me this question? It's a hard one to answer. What's, uh, yes. what's something that your F45 community don't know about you? It's a tough one. I was going to say rom-com, but I used that last yeah. Thursday. In, um, it's, it's hard, isn't it? In trivia, yeah, it's real hard. Um, that's a real tough one. Um, trying to think i love a cinnamon donut 
Maybe they don't know that about me. I don't really eat them very often, but I love yeah. one. Yeah, it's got to be those clean ones we get, but you know, there's real nutties. <laughs> so it's not really a thing, yeah. I do love a cinnamon donut, but... Um, mate, that's a tough one. Hey, it's a real tough one. I probably think... Um, oh, shit, you put me on the spot here. You see, I told you, it's yeah, a tough one. Yeah, it's a real it? tough one. Um... I can speak another language a little bit, maybe that. Speak about 40, 50% Portuguese. I'm actually teaching Cali Portuguese now. To be fair, you did have to order my food at that Brazilian yeah. restaurant, so I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what it was. I was maybe like, that, maybe that. That's probably something they don't know. Like, I, I can speak a, little, speak a little bit of another language. It's about it, I think. There's, there's not much that they don't know about me. Like, no, I love a rom com well, now. Not now, not yeah, now the podcast yeah. is out. They know I love a rom com. They, um, they know all my footy stuff and stuff like that, which is. You know, pretty cool. But um, mate, I'm actually trying to teach Cali Portuguese now. Like we we got a little nephew, uh, Lenny, and his um his dad, so Cassie's brother, is like fluent in Mandarin, like extremely fluent, just through business. Mate, he's like one and a half, and he's speaking Mandarin. So oh, I was just like, really? Yeah, I'm like Cassie. We're teaching Cali Portuguese. So literally last night, I'm like. I've taught her how to say please and like hello how are you and she's just running around the house saying it's saying it that's yeah, gone yeah. that's good that's hola good. to the band she's like oh, this just sounds better when it comes from kids <laughs> from a kid's voice mate it's cool she's already smarter than me to be fair I struggle with English to learn another language yeah so. mate she's phenomenal the stuff she says you're like where did you get that from yeah not me yeah I didn't say that Cassie didn't say that with my other dad Paul Patrol didn't say that yeah <laughs> nuts oh, that, that's good that's quality um, you're we have spoken about how good your food and nutrition that is your members probably don't see you eat bad food often or or a treat they probably don't even know what your what you like what your sort of guilty pleasure is we all know Usain Bolt is the fastest man in history on chicken nuggets what <laughs> what um what what would be your guilty pleasure go to if you're like you know what I'm having one day of the year where I'm just gonna let rip yeah we we are chatting about this the other day, Cassie and I. It's like, what can we do, mate? I love you. Can't go past pizza, like what? proper pizza, like no, not homemade pizza. Like yeah. go to, um, mate, just what's the pizza down in Norwest? George's. George's, yeah. Like go to George's and just get like a doughy thick crust. I love a thick crust yeah. pizza, and just mate, just go. No, I love ham. I actually love pineapple pizza. But yeah, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe my clients don't know that. Yeah, pineapple, pineapple and pizza. And pizza. Mate, love a ham and pineapple. I grew up on ham and pineapple pizza, mate. I would love. Um, <coughs> love it, but I do like fried chicken, but I can't get past the pizza. Yeah, pizza yeah. and a Nutella donut to finish off. Okay, cool. Yeah. I do love Brazilian barbecue. Everyone knows that, but that's just all you can eat meat, mate. So it's not bad for you. Yeah, I was gonna say. But yeah, no, it have to be. It have to be a pizza, like large pizza, and mate, I'd go ham and pineapple. Probably fifty-fifty, ham and pineapple, and then mate, a bit of salami or supreme on the other side. Sweet, that's good. And uh, last question. What is there to look forward to in the future of Dave Harvey? Yeah, good question. Um, day by day at the moment. Um, at the moment, just trying to wake up tomorrow. Yeah, just trying to wake up tomorrow. Um, obviously, mate, we get get the studios back open, get you, get mine, get yours back open, which would be phenomenal. We can party again. Yeah, so we get us back to work. That means we've got to, you know, we've got a place there. We've got a training, get a training partner back. Yeah, big time. Um, mate, yeah, just, just work, business life, um, family life, which is really cool, which I love more than anything. 
Uh, mate, that's so rewarding. Like you can have a shit day at work, but you can go home and you go home to a kid and yeah, and your missus and you know and they're smiling and happy. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, it's just the best. Like my Labrador, like mate, no judgment from the Labrador. He like, knows bear no comes difference. in, he's like, mate, you gone for ten minutes, and he's just as stoked to see as yeah. if you've gone for ten hours. He has no, he has um, no idea what's going on. Here. Mate, yeah, a few, like a few goals, obviously, like to yeah. you know, there's I'm over thirty five now, so a few goals to try and make you know, the games in some capacity. Masters, yeah, yeah, it's the whole reason why I'm doing CrossFit, CrossFit try and make. You know, CrossFit games or um, but we'll see how we go we've got you know free CrossFit comps that hopefully can open up for us to to participate in so that that's on that's on the on the, the target for yeah that's awesome probably next year I guess uh, or it is next year so it qualifies the end of this year and then next year so that, that that's the goal and if we can do that whilst running a business and maintaining a family mate I'll do I'll do cartwheels from from here yeah. to Winston Hills yeah <laughs> literally literally home yeah. uh, no that's awesome well there you go Dave Harvey it sounds like you've got plenty to look forward to in the in the future which, yeah, is, which is good that was good awesome episode four part b done we got a few things coming up looking forward to um we're just going to keep drip feeding information out to people they all want it at once but we're going to keep you guys waiting a little bit longer yeah. so from on now on we'll release this uh pretty soon and then we're just going to move to one a week now so we'll release sunday nights yep um you know early sunday nights for you guys to listen for the whole week and then we'll um got a few episodes lined up as we discussed earlier on in our episodes um and we'll just yeah just slowly drip feed a little bit of information a bit yep. of banter and a uh, little bit of love and hopefully changing circumstances week by week in terms of work for everyone and all the listeners out there as well yeah a few guests coming on the show too so look out for that so yeah uh spew an episode four part b, b with tim and dave see you guys soon later soon